The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show you're watching on your computer or phone. But a phone is kind of a computer. Yeah. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on a Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show i'm sitting here sitting over there at the soundboard making us sound good twisting and tweaking doing all that fun stuff it's ashley pickle hello ashley hello happy oh, what tuesday wednesday wow. wednesday i don't even know what day it is uh yeah happy day insert wow. insert day of the week it's what wednesday until it's not um are you worried about our producer I don't know. I forgot what week it was a couple of weeks back. Yeah, so, I mean, see. I guess maybe I have to give, <laughs> do I have to give a pass at that point? Maybe I'm like, see, the, and everyone says, well, why do you do the day and date left off the top of every show? This is why. Yeah, because, because I it, don't know what news, day it is. It's news you can use. <laughs> <laughs> news you can use. Do we first four through the door? We do. I can give you like a definite answer on that one. I might not know what the day is, but I do know our first four is Nicholas Morton, Matthew McSpadden, Aaron Flynn, and Dan- Daniel Agnew. Also, we had one person, let's see, going down here, Kevin Higginbotham checked in from Denver, Colorado. All right. That's Woo-hoo. Two, two Colorado, yeah. Coloradans in a row. Uh, Greg Powers of here is here from Next Level Athlete. Hi, Powers. What's up? Today is Wednesday, October 9th, 2019. 50 days till Thanksgiving. 5 0. Almost there. We're in like Almost the there. Final stretch there. Episode 833, 833, Brian Downing's OPS Texas Rangers career. Okay. On today's show, we got this week in recruiting. And then with Bumpum yesterday. But don't worry, the Hall of Famer Craig Way will join us uh, at the back half of the program. So it's a loaded show with uh, friends of the show uh, joining us. <clears throat> we tabled a conversation that we were having beforehand. Powers. Uh, because I made the point, um, Shahan said, you know, we got to do something special for episode 972 because that's the DFW, one of the DFW area codes. It's uh, considerably in the future, too. Correct. It's in the future. We've got, uh, today's 832, yeah, so, or 833, rather. So we've got time. But uh, I said, oh, should we just have bad tacos? And, you know, uh, it's a joke because Dallas isn't isn't a good taco city. Uh, But it got me thinking. Is Tex-Mex the hardest genre of food to screw up? I would say yes. I, I think so. I agree with that. Because truly, like, I think even even mediocre, average, nothing burger Tex-Mex food, still pretty good. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you know what you're getting almost right. every time. But if you have mediocre, like, Italian food, it's like... Mm. Not good. Or a mediocre burger. It's like, uh. If you raise the flag at Poncho's, you know it's not, (laughs) you know that it's not going to be tremendous, but you're still going to raise the flag. I will raise that flag. Oh, yeah. More sopapillas, please. (laughs) Uh, Yes, raising the flag at Poncho's. Man. The one that didn't shut down. Yeah. They used to have one there. I think that's a common theme. I think they they don't last long. By the way, is there um, one in Arlington? So so here's my, um, if you were to rate 
uh, the people who follow me on Twitter. Oh, I think they unfollowed me. Oh, no. Oh, wow. The um, social media, the Dallas social media influencer is losing followers, if you were people. To, if you were to rank the people who at one point followed me on Twitter, my proudest one, and he still <laughs> follows me, is our good friend, Texas Football Today's own Bun B. That's number one, okay? <laughs> He's my number one ranked follower, okay? Sorry, y'all are all fighting for second place. But you know who used to follow me that I just found out doesn't anymore is Lubies. Wow. Uh, You've been to Lubies. Oh, dude. Lubies. That is like Lubies. the number one... Okay. Old person, place? old person. Yeah, I was gonna say elderly, yeah. but Luby's <laughs> holds a very special place in my heart because when I was growing up, that would be the place that we always went whenever we went over, whenever we were staying over at Grandma and Grandpa's. They would take us to Luby's, and you would it's get an old person. Place. I would get the Luan platter, which yeah, you can do a lot worse than a Luan platter, baby. <laughs> you get the you get the the little fried chicken, you get some mashed potatoes, you get some corn, you get a roll, you get the Jello. Well, this is, brings up an interesting point to not to go into completely different Please subject. Please Luann Platter, the name yes. of the niece of Hank Hill. Yes. I didn't know that there you was never a, caught on to that. Yeah, I never yeah. caught on to that until you just said it. Yeah, Lu, yeah, the Luann Platter is like the uh, it's like the go to like plate. At, uh, Luby's had some really good green beans. I'll give them that. I don't know. Like Luby's had really good everything. Has really good, good everything. Beans. Luby's is still around. Although is the it? Luby's, is it? <laughs> the Luby's that I would go to in Oak Cliff with my with my grandparents are is no longer there. Which which I when this is true when that closed, like uh, my brother sent me a link to the to the story oh, about man. it, and he was like, "Dude, it's gone. It's gone." It's like, you, you know, it's like, you know, we all have places that are that are probably. Like we remember more fondly than they actually deserve. We always like Golden Corral. That was probably Ooh, our big one. Man, Golden, they had like a chocolate fountain. Man, we Golden Corral, Ryan's, Ryan's. Ryan's. Man, you were high dollar. Ryan's was. R- the, Ryan's. I don't know yeah, we were scrubbing it at Golden Corral <laughs> Steakhouse, sir. Yes, but the steak, <laughs> the steak was like four dollars. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's true. The more bang for your you buck. You can still raise the flag. Ponchos in Arlington and two locations in Fort Worth. Maybe we should do a road trip. I was fixing to say Dave Campbell's live from done, Texas Football Today live from Ponchos. I haven't done a buffet of any kind. I think since the last time I was in Vegas a couple of years. My ago. favorite buffet is Double Dave's Pizza. See, the I pepperoni done, man, rolls. I haven't, done, I haven't done a like. There's a CC's. There's a CC's right there that, that right. I, I frequented as a youth. Um, <laughs> but you'll I, do the buffet thing. Hank gets a little older. Oh yeah. No. When I need a value. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I'm because guys. Gotta tell you, please keep watching this show because I gotta pay these bills. <laughs> All right, I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers, and this is this week in Cruton. This week in recruiting. Follow on Twitter at G Power Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D One. Before we get into our usual gallimaufry of uh, this week in recruiting, you had a very interesting piece up on TexasFootball.com uh, late last week or early this week. Yeah, early this week. Early this week, in which you went through, and this is for insiders only at TexasFootball.com, you went through and you made fearless predictions right, on the top 10 uncommitted prospects in the stand. We don't want to reveal all of them. Please go become a Dave Campbell's TexasFootball insider. You can see him there. But you talk about Zachary Evans. You talk about EJ Smith at, at Dallas Jesuit. Trey Bradford, uh, uh, the, uh, the the running back from Lancaster, thank you. Uh, Garrett Hayes, Devon Chan, Alfred Collins, Ryan Watts, Luke Fuanji, Malik Hornsby, Dwight McLothern. Okay, we'll talk about we'll talk about one of them. Yeah, you know, I hate to I hate to reveal that. We'll do well then. That's one. You should you should definitely check out the um uh, the the rankings here, or rather, all, not only all the content we have textfootball.com slash recruiting, but also this particular one where you do your your bold predictions. 
Obviously, all eyes are on Zachary Evans. Zachary Evans is the number one prospect in the state, um, according to Dave Campbell's Texas Football. And pretty, is he consensus? You know, Demond Demas has been climbing some mm-hmm. of the rankings. We haven't really updated our top 100 since the start of the season. I like to get to, you know past the midway point where we can mm-hmm. really start to see some tape on some of these guys. But it's a battle this year. He's, I think he's it's not over. He's consensus top three in the state, right? Yes. Nobody has him. I would say consensus top two, but I don't one. think this year. It's yeah. a done deal at running. I sure. mean, Jace McClellan and yeah. Seth McGowan are awesome. So. Absolutely. So, but you make the prediction that the biggest ones right now are in the mix are Alabama, LSU, A&M, and the team that you predict for him, Georgia. And we just didn't switch it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, A&M's really trending. I think LSU has a great relationship with North Shore and has been able to show a true path. Uh, to NFL success for their running back position as well as Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, but I this is an SEC yes battle mm-hmm. and it's it's going to be interesting because this is one of those recruitments where you know when we say fearless predictions we do this piece we we're not waiting till this is certain yeah and throwing our prediction out there we're saying this is what our best guess is based upon the knowledge that we can gather at this point in the process Mm -hmm. and Zachary Evans is taking a visit to LSU he's not going to the Texas A&M Alabama game Mm -hmm. this weekend eye opener I mean if that you know that you got to watch what they do and not necessarily listen to what they say when it comes to following top recruits in their decision making process and uh, sometimes you can pick up some signs are there recruits who are definitely smart enough within the process to try to throw you off the trail Yes, but it doesn't happen often because you only have so many visit weekends or mm-hmm. opportunities to go see these big games. So he'll be at bat- in Baton Rouge for the LSU-Florida game, not in College Station, which is closer to home for the A&M-Bama game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Georgia was in the driver's seat uh, and out in front in this one for a while, uh, but the field is now closer. So if you want to talk about an intriguing recruitment, top running back from the top talent producing state in the nation deciding between four top teams in the SEC um, which I think is probably the conference that battles the most fiercely over these top recruits. This is going to be one that people are really tuned in to as signing day approaches and everybody's going to be watching what Evans does because he could be an instant impact program changing type of talent for any of these teams he is um he's obviously a big time player you can see all of uh greg powers fearless predictions at texasfootball.com uh for insiders up there for all of the top 10 uncommitted prospects right. in the state uh, let's get to this week in recruiting our usual tent polls around here we'll start with our prospect on the rise south grand prairie 2021 wide receiver oh man Demikio. thank you Demikio nathan <laughs> i was waiting for that one <laughs> a receiver out of south grand prairie uh picks up another big 12 offer it's his third offer from the big 12 he j- joins texas tech and kansas state an offer from kansas uh, who just fired their offensive coordinator but Oof. uh neither here nor there Demikio uh, nathan the wide receiver from Gr- south grand prairie uh 26 catches 389 yards and three scores so far uh and starting to get noticed a little bit more i really liked uh watching him a few weeks back whenever they played Lancaster. Um, he was matched up with Lorando Johnson quite often and, and really had a great game with that matchup. Of course, Johnson is committed to LSU. He's a top-rated recruit. Um, and that's something that you'll definitely notice. And 
we've been on the Nathan bandwagon for a while now. He's somebody who uh, really started to catch our eye back at the Next Level Athlete Camp in January, and you can see that he runs really crisp routes, has um, nice footwork at the positions, can tell that he's been pretty well coached um, for what he's doing. And South Grand Prairie has a pretty decent receiving cores featuring him and also fellow 2021 recruit Keelan Robinson. Uh, so a lot of schools are – of course, they always are going to be by South Grand Prairie to see that tandem. Um, I think D'Amico Nathan is an interesting fit for the Big 12 or uh, other top conferences because he's a guy who can play inside out at wide receiver. He's not limited to being a slot guy, and he's not limited to being an outside guy, but he can create mismatches, and you can line him up uh, in different spots within your offense. To our commit of the week, 2020 linebacker out of shirts, Clemens Derek Lewis has pulled the trigger, staying in the Big 12. Coming to Texas Tech. Matt Wells, nice pick up here. This is a guy who, you know, I know that the the days of the uh, I, I, the the death of the middle for for years and years and years. New age kind of middle linebacker too. He's a guy who we note uh, within our scouting system as having great coverage skills at that position. So I think this is a perfect fit for him in the Big 12. And he had to come away impressed. He was on a visit to Lubbock this weekend for the Oklahoma State win um, with what Rico Jeffers and Jordan Brooks did in the middle of that Red Raiders mm -hmm. defense last week. Right. Uh, they really uh, limited Spencer Sanders, put constant pressure on him, limited uh, very powerful Oklahoma State rushing attack. And, I mean, I guess it's fair to say he was impressed. He committed. So I Yeah. Mean. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously very good. And, and you know, this is a, a guy that, you know, down there in the San Antonio area – you know, Tech's always had, correct me if I'm wrong, Tech's always had pretty decent inroads in the San Antonio area. They've always been able to go down there and have a good relationship with a number of coaches down well, there. Well, I think it really started, we started noticing that with Mike Jinks whenever he mm -hmm. was hired to be on the staff there with Cliff Kingsbury, and then they've continued that. And, and Clemens is an interesting, I think, story this year. And they're trending upward. I think they, they beat Steele. Is that mm -hmm. they beat Steele recently? Yes, did. And this is an interesting thing, too, because Derek Lewis, I think, tore his ACL week five, week six last year, and he's already back playing 100%. So kind of talks to you about the advancement in medical technology to for some of these football players that are able to dedicate themselves with rehabilitation and come back stronger than ever. Greg Powers of This Week in Recruiting, uh, our recruiting analyst from Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScale. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D1 and get involved with the show at hashtag TF today. All right, to our underclassman of the week. Buddy, you're singing my song. There you go. Every year, I've said on the show before, every year there is a guy in El Paso that everyone talks about. He's the guy in El Paso. Last year is Josh Fields, the running back uh, from El Paso Parkland. Uh, a couple other really in, 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 intriguing guys out there like Katib Lyles, etc. This year and probably for next year, 2021 El Paso America's running back Aaron Dumas is the guy. Picked up an offer from Houston this week. He's already got offers from fellow AAC in-state rival SMU, North Texas, New Mexico, Illinois State. Dumas is presently the 6A, 6A's leading rusher. Uh, and I know this is the kind of guy that I swear if he played in the Houston area or the DFW Metroplex, everybody would be going crazy for. And, you know, we've been releasing um, some top 10 lists on our Next Level Athlete um, Twitter account that are the top 10 players in the state regardless of classification. And the top 10 running backs came out this week, and Dumas wasn't on that list. And there were some El Paso folks who believe that th this is a snub. And I can 
see their point. Yeah. You know, but when you're talking about the top 10 running backs in Texas, these are studs, stud of yeah. studs. And Dumas will have his time in the spotlight. And he's just now starting to catch up. This is, you're watching highlights from a 288 yard performance against, against Tascosa. Mm-hmm. I wanted to put that game on here specifically because that's probably the best defense Agreed. that they faced. And he went off against them to kind of point to the talent that he's bringing to the table. Uh, things are starting to heat up for him. He's going to be likely a P5. He's a freak player. show. He's awesome, and and yeah, I think you're right. I think he's a P5 guy uh, that is going to get more and more offers. He picked up an offer this week from Houston, uh, which is a big offer too. By right, the way. that's a very big offer. You don't lead six A in rushing by chance, on accident. Exactly right. right. Uh, finally, let's get to our recruit of the week. Our recruit of the week back in the DFW Metroplex, South Lake Carroll 2022 quarterback Quinn Ewers. Uh, this guy could have been the underclassman of the week. Uh, he is just a sophomore, but he dazzled. In their big game against Denton Geyer, 450 yards total offense, six touchdowns. Uh, he recently picked up an offer from Texas. He's got an offer from AM, Michigan, Ohio State, the, the rest. Um, this is a name that if you are tired of him, his hearing his name, <coughs> excuse me, I have, ba- I have bad news for you. Get used to I have, it. I have bad news for you because you're going to hear about it for the next three years. Exactly. And I wanted to kind of specifically talk about him today because I thought of a good comparison while I was watching this this Hmm. game on Friday night. Ashley, you were there as well. Mm -hmm. And the name that pops into my head and he, he kind of emerged on the scene at, you know, around the same time was Trevor Lawrence Mm -hmm. on the national recruiting radar. He reminds me a lot of Trevor Lawrence and we know he's good. Yes. You know, Quinn Ewers is, um, has a chance to be that lofty of a recruit. You're talking about like maybe in the top 10 (laughs) nationally by the time the dust settles on his class. Um, very accurate with the football, and this was a tough week for this honor recruit of the week because you had Frank Brown completely going off. That was definitely under consideration. Marvin Mims absolutely destroyed another FIS, yeah, yeah. another FISD team. I was there. It was, do you guys want to see a dead body? Yeah, his stats are ridiculous, <laughs> but we can only pick Marvin Mims so many times for uh, recruit of the week or player mm-hmm. of the week uh, this year. So Ewers had a big win going into Denton Geyer and leading his team it was a come from behind victory that game mm-hmm. didn't start off uh 14-0 after the yeah. first mm-hmm. and th- the south lake offense wasn't hitting on all cylinders they had a, a muff snap and um he fumbled the football as a defender grant mahon knocked the ball out of his hands early in that game but they bounced back with a strong performance from the second quarter on uh to really wrestle that game out of guyer's grasp so that was a huge win i think kind of points towards what we're going to be hearing about exactly how you touch on it yours over the next three years you I think that the Trevor Lawrence comparison was fantastic too because not only the way he plays but the stature that he has and how big he is already and like we were talking about the other day I don't even know if this kid has his driver's license yet and he's out here just doing unbelievable things yeah it is It's, it's very impressive let's stay with our um let's stay in the DFW Metroplex for our this week in recruiting game of the week this week in recruiting game of the week Flower Mound, Marcus, and Hebron. Um, two teams trending up. Um, this is going to stun you guys. I don't mean to alarm you, but Hebron's got some dudes. Hebron's got some dudes. Darius Snow is is the guy uh, that everybody knows. But I'm really interested in in Mark in, in Garrett Nussmeyer, the, the quarterback from Marcus, too. I think they lost the first game and have won every game since. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. That might not be true, but I think that's what it was. I can't remember who they had a tough. Colony, wasn't it? I can't recall who. Sounds right. 
who it was at the beginning of the year. But both of these teams are riding a hot streak right now. Marcus is coming in on a four-game win streak. Hebron's coming in on a three-game win streak. They're both loaded up with top prospects. You have Darius Snow going to Michigan State. You know, in the underclass category, you have QB Garrett Nussmeyer. You have wide receiver J. Michael Sturdivant at Marcus. Uh, also, Isaiah Broadway, mm-hmm. uh, sophomore, is leading uh, the leading rusher for Hebron over uh, UTSA commit Jalen Lott, who was the leading rusher last year. So they have a two running back tandem there at Hebron that's very interesting to watch. But why I love this game is because you know these dudes are going to hit. Yes. This is going to be a hard knocks Friday night football game. Um, at Flower Mound Marcus, and this is probably in the Metroplex. I, this is my favorite district. I think. Yeah, I, I loved watching this di- the games in this. district. It's a balanced district, and there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of good talent in this district too. And, and but you're right. This is going to be a very very physical game uh, on a Friday night between Hebron and Flower Mound Marcus. He is Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at gpowerscout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D1, and see his fine work at TexasFootball.com/slash/recruiting. Powers, I appreciate it. Why don't we do it again next week? Let's do it. Okay. Okay. This is that's when you go. Let's do it. You, no. Now you. Oh, now you want me to leave? Yeah. You, Should we show it on camera? You, but I want to like, listen to Craig Way. Oh, I guess you can. The say. goat. We are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday <laughs> at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. It's our subscription package. Two magazines, a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. Uh, if you like what you just heard from Greg Powers, you can get it year-round at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting if you're an insider. And you can get a magazine full of his insights. The recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football comes out in December. We're working on it right now. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Makes a great gift as well uh, for Columbus Day, which is on Monday. Monday. The 12th. Yes, or Canadian Thanksgiving. There you go. That's oh, yeah. Do That's this Thanksgiving. weekend, so you better hurry up on that one. It's uh, it's Monday as well. Oh, really? I found that out. So you celebrate it on the weekend, but technically it's Monday? They do, yeah. They, they, their, their Thanksgiving is a Monday for some reason. All right. Because everything's backwards up there. Ashley, let's go to the hotline. It's a day late, but better late than never to bring in the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Uh, it is, uh, as he joins us every week, we're joined by the great Craig Way. Uh, Craig, uh, I am so glad to hear that you have survived your trip to West Virginia. Well, and it's left me pondering the question, Tep. Do uh, they on Canadian Thanksgiving eat turkey? You know what? I don't know. I have been to a Canadian Thanksgiving, and we did have turkey. It wasn't in Canada. It was with Canadians down here in it, Texas, but we did have turkey, is, so can is, confirm. Is it a Canadian Thanksgiving if it happens outside of Canada? There were a lot of Canadians, so <laughs> I, th- I think so. Hmm. Uh, Step can probably they weigh were, in on this one. They were just kind of taking their act on the road, and you guys were willing to oblige. So exactly. That's, nice. that's exactly right. Uh, Craig Way joins us, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Uh, we are now uh, into – I mean, it seems weird. Uh, it seems like – and I know that, that we always say this every year. Oh, man, the season's flying by. But, like, we are into the back half of the regular season now. Uh, we are officially in. We are in it. It is all happening right now. Um, I guess you know, if you were to identify now that we're, we're we've got, a, I think, a solid sample size of basically at least five games for each team. Is there a team that jumps out to you that has overachieved your expectations? A team that that maybe 
uh, so far has surprised you to the point uh, to this point uh, in the season as we of course now enter probably the games that, that matter even more wow uh, you know I'm just I'm kind of reaching back through the recesses of my mind here which could go back you know a lot uh, and, and in thinking about it, I I guess maybe what has uh, captured my attention as much as anything is not necessarily who has stepped up, but maybe, and it's not a regression per se, but who has appeared more human. Mm-hmm. And that's largely been in 5A, the Highland Park we've talked about in mm-hmm. D1, and now we're kind of seeing some human element, I guess, enter into the equation for Alito. True. And, uh, being pushed by Midlothian the way they were and, and it getting into overtime. I think those two probably, it comes to mind. And yet, by the way, you know, Highland Park's one loss to a really good team that's, that's certainly capable of winning the whole thing. And the Scots haven't let it stop them otherwise since. So, you know, as we've been saying all along, you and I both, let's not kick dirt on Randy Allen's team just yet. There's a ways to go uh, in all of this. But, Seeing what Frisco Lone Star did certainly, uh, you know, piqued everybody's interest, uh, and and probably just the mere fact that Highland Park proved human enough to suffer a loss, and and uh, seeing Alito being pushed more mm-hmm. than perhaps otherwise, maybe maybe those things kind of come to mind as much as anything. Yeah, I would say that you're right. I, I would say that maybe the the field has maybe caught up to the favorites not maybe you know in the case of Highland Park maybe they're no longer the the favorite but I would say that Alito is still the favorite in 5A Division 2 but maybe the field has caught up to them um, you know I want to go back to one game because I, I want to talk a, a, a lot about the, uh, the upcoming week but I want to go back to one game that obviously we were very much paying attention to last week which was Carthage and Pleasant Grove Carthage goes on the road, knocks off Pleasant Grove, 35-14. Really impressive uh, victory for them, especially on the road. Outscore them 28-7 in the second half. Does that tell you more about Carthage or more about Pleasant Grove? Uh, I guess, like, what what are your takeaways? Knowing full well that these two teams are are splitting, they're not going to see each other again, except perhaps back-to-back at 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 AT&T Stadium if they were playing in state championship games. But I'm interested. What are you, with a game like that in a, in a massive clash with that kind of result, where it is the bigger team winning? What are your overall takeaways from a game like that? Uh, I put it. I thought about that uh, this week, and I put it in the same category that I put. And 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 uh, Ashley can jump in on this. She was there. I put it in the same mm-hmm. category as Carol and Geyer. And I put it in the exact same category that I'm placing uh, the big be-all, end-all down in these parts this week, uh, Lake Travis and Westlake this week, and that it's two big heavyweight slobber knockers who go at it and play in what I kind of look at it as almost like a midseason bowl game Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you come away from it knowing, as Todd Dodge told me this morning, where you're being exposed and what you need to gear up, he said it is a fabulous measuring tool for what they need to do down the stretch of the regular season and getting ready for the playoffs. Oh, yeah, there's there's the, um, the, the in the case of, of Carol Geyer and in uh, Wesley, excuse me, Wesley Lake Travis, there's that, 
that thing about hardware of a district championship. And there's a great deal of pride down here. Westlake, uh, you know, had, had lost 10 in a row to Lake Travis before winning the last two. So there's all of that stuff, all of that pathos that goes along with it. But in terms of the nuts and bolts and what it means in the grand scale of a six-week run to crowning state champions, these three games, the one you just mentioned last week with Carthage Pleasant Grove and also last week with Carol Geyer and also with Westlake Lake Travis are standalone games that give each side uh, a, a scouting report on where they're coming up short and their tools of what they came to have going forward because, as we know, in the case of both of those six A's, they're going their separate ways. They're not going to see each other any more the rest of the year unless it's, as you point out, Ted, uh, just kind of waving hi to one another <laughs> as one comes off the field following one game at AT&T and the other is getting ready to tee up in the other one. That's the only way they cross paths anymore the rest of the way. So it, it, it's kind of like a bowl game, really, mm-hmm. and, it, and it gives you an opportunity to draw your conclusions from it and where you got to have going forward. It's a really interesting way to put it. It's Craig Way, the uh, Texas Football Hall of Famer, joins us every week here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. All right, you mentioned it. We might as well talk about the game going on down there in Austin. Um, I guess there are some games uh, that are going on. I'm, I'm, of course, talking about LBJ and Dripping Springs. Um, huge <laughs> yeah, game down there in Austin. Even Stony Point, even Stony Point uh, Vista Ridge is big. That is kind that's, of interesting, you know, because obviously yeah. I'm sure down there, Lake Travis and Westlake is the game. It's the game that's sucking up all the oxygen in the room. Um, it's a really good, it's a really good week in Austin. Actually, I think it's a, like a really deep, interesting week of games uh, down there in the Austin area. But we would be remiss if we didn't ask you about Lake Travis and Westlake. I know you uh, you talk with both coaches, and 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 you you've got your finger pulse uh, close to the pulse of this game. Um, I'm 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 interested, kind of, in in the vibe around this game this year because. Uh, I I feel like this is a a Lake Travis team that I think has gotten better since week one, but has still you know still got some work to do. And it's a Westlake team that if it's possible to be be Austin Westlake and be undefeated and fly under the radar, they have. The other interesting element to this is that this is the first time. I mean, we're talking about. Westlake riding a winning streak for the first time in umpteen years. Does it feel like this is a different, there's a different aura around this game this year, or is it, it's Westlake and Lake Travis yet again? I think the answer is somewhere in between because of um, what I just laid out in terms of the fact everybody knows they're going to go their different routes. They're gonna, there's no chance of meeting uh, in a quarterfinal rematch as they did three years ago at DKR where mm-hmm. they had 35,000 sitting in the rain and Westlake couldn't do anything about it uh, with uh, Sam Ellinger on the sidelines and, and Lake Travis got the win and Lake Travis was in route. <clears throat> they were a powerhouse to winning a state title that year. But I, I will say this, there, the emotion and the concentration and all of that stuff is still going. Here's, here's an example. <clears throat> on my show this morning, uh, I spent about 40 minutes on Westlake Lake Travis. I had Todd Dodge in studio for 25 of those minutes, and we talked about a lot of different things. And all kind of, we also talked quite a bit, Ashley, by the way, about him being on the sidelines for South Lake Carroll yes. and, and Dead <laughs> yeah. Dyer, and he said he was far more nervous at that game than he would be, has been in any game as a, as he remarked, <laughs> as a head coach at Carroll or Westlake, because well, he said so you're watching your son and yeah. you want him to do well. Yeah, he yeah. was, Riley was so, sweating, so... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. 
So I, I spent about 40 minutes of my show, of an hour show, talking about that. Now, uh, uh, 15 of the remaining 20 minutes I spent about what's going on in Mount Vernon. And 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 laying it all out and all that stuff. It's been you know, and, and we were all uh, texting one another last night with the things that were happening in the reports and all that kind of stuff and where it's going to go from here and the SEC getting involved with the UIL with regard to the, the, the two kids' eligibility and so on and so on and so forth. And I made the remark that in terms of a story statewide, the the drama that is unfolding with regard to Mount Vernon, has now taken statewide attention away uh, from the game that would be Westlake Lake Travis. I said there was a lot of statewide interest in Westlake Lake Travis. I said, but in terms of a story right now, looking at it on the major dailies across the state, this thing going on in Mount Vernon is now kind of become the story. Angry texter immediately texted and said, <laughs> Mount Vernon's game against Jefferson has... There's no way that's a bigger game than than Lake Travis Westlake, and I said, and I said, I didn't even mention Jefferson yet. I wasn't talking about the game. I was talking about the story. But the point of all of that is to show how this game still means an incredible amount to a lot of people, even though the two teams will go their separate ways. And to your point, Ted, uh, Lake Travis has improved a bit, but uh, Hank Carter will tell you. He's not quite happy where they were. They were forty-two-seven and a half on Layman last week, and he thought they were incredibly sloppy on defense. Uh, so he's challenged them to be ready for this Westlake group. That if you look at their three-headed monster at quarterback, uh, you know with Kirkland Eshaw and and also uh, Kate Klubnick and uh, and then Drew Willoughby, none of their individual numbers are going to impress you. Right. None of them. Only only one of the three has rushed for over a hundred yards total in the season. That's Klumpnik. Only one of the three has thrown for over 700 yards, and uh, that's Misho. But you add the passing numbers together, and they're really impressive. They're thrown for uh, about 1,600 yards, uh, I think 19 touchdowns, just two interceptions. They're completing 74% of their passes. So it gives Lake Travis's defense easily its toughest test. And then Westlake's defense, which has been crushing people, uh, and grinding them into a fine powder is definitely going to be tested, I think. I will say this. Hudson Card has been at his best against some lesser opponents this season mm-hmm. and wasn't at his best in the loss Arlington Martin, even against Timberview. That said, in the last three games, he's completing passes at an incredible percentage. He's thrown for nearly 700 yards in the last three ball games and run for a touchdown. He's thrown for eight touchdowns with no interceptions. So we're going to find out. We'll find out which one has made the biggest strides when the two sides of all of that collide on Friday. One last question for Craig Way, the Texas High School Hall of Famer on Texas Football Today. Uh, going to give you a multiple-choice question, a choice of three games. Of course, we're leaving out Lake Travis and Westlake. I think that, that, I think that is consensus. No worse than a top-two game in the state this week. No worse. So I'll give you three yeah. other games across the state, three different regions of the state, too. And you got to pick one that you're most interested in. We can go okay. to San Antonio for Brandeis versus O'Connor. We can go to Rosenberg for Lamar Consolidated against A&M Consolidated. Or, and this is my wild card, <laughs> we'll go to El Paso 
and we'll talk about El Paso Americas and El Paso Franklin. Which one of the three are you picking? Well, I, I, I do like that one in El Paso, and I'm really glad, as you were, uh, to learn from our producer, Bryce, who's over live, that we're going to get the highlights on that. Subject. Yes. Uh, but, but, but I would say probably I'm going to lean toward the Battle of the Consoles. <laughs> uh, you know, that. It, it, you know, uh, Lamar against uh, Anna Consolidated. I, I think that's got all manner of intrigue. And, I might add, two teams that that can, uh, and, and you pointed this out when you were on my show on Monday, two teams that can fall into that category of legitimate threat mm-hmm. to the aforementioned, suddenly more human-looking Alito run in 5AD2. So that's I would probably lean toward that one. Uh, a, a little more than the other, I think, than the others. That would probably capture my attention quite a bit. He is Craig Way. He's a Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Uh, of course, you can see his fine work on Fox Sports Southwest on Friday nights where he will be back in his chair where he belongs. And then, of course, listen to him on the horn in Austin uh, every uh, every weekday. And make sure you tune in to the, uh, the Call of Texas and OU on, uh, on uh, Saturday. I guess there is a college football game on Saturday of, of, of some note down there. Uh, so, uh, Craig, appreciate it, my friend. And I will see you on Friday where I'm sure you will be gearing up to head to the Cotton Bowl. I'll leave you with this. I opened my show Monday morning going, all right, clear the deck. There's been all this run-up. And now we get ready for the big game that everybody in this town is talking of. And and when we get into Westlake and Lake Travis, and then I stop, I said, oh, you meant that other game. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, in these parts, both games are almost on equal uh, billing this week. It's a, big, it's a big week in Austin, and Craig Way is going to be all over it. Craig, appreciate your time, my friend. I'll see you on Friday. You bet, Jeff. See you. There he goes. Craig Way, the Texas High School Bowl Hall of Famer, joins us every Tuesday normally on Texas Football Today, but he had to bump it because he had a meeting yesterday, and so we had him on Wednesday. So a little Wednesday treat for you. And it is Wednesday. We do know that now. Today is, in fact, Wednesday. <laughs> See, okay, if there I, is one reason why I could get like a kind of pass for not knowing what day it was, it's probably because it's not uh, Tuesdays. Remember? That? Do you not remember that? Uh, I think it was Brent who said that we should call Tuesdays, like instead of saying Tuesdays with Craig, we should mm-hmm. call it Tuesdays. You know, Brent says a lot of things that we shouldn't listen to. I like that one, and now personally. We go, and now, regrettably, we go to Ashley Pickle for America's <laughs> second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Oh, man. Um, let's see. We really covered just about anything. I will say... Okay, here we go. Here's a final thought. Uh, Matthew McSpadden said... Well, there was a lot of people commenting about Luby's fish in particular yes. going back. Um, Matthew McSpadden said that they actually... Walmart sells Luby's fish. Would you buy... Luby's Fish from Wally World. Where do you think I'm going right after the show? I'm going to Walmart right, so to go buy some fish. <laughs> we're annexing Slotsky's. We have to go to Walmart instead. Man, I... Whew. Yeah. Man, the fish. It's bringing back memories. <laughs> See, I loved... Uh, again, again... I'm sure that Luby's is actually not. I haven't been there since I, I, I've. In fact, I haven't been there without my grandparents. So I haven't been there in quite some time. So I'm sure it's not actually all that good. But it's not terrible. In I here, mean, in here, it's it's, it's, it's excellent. The best. Very very good. <laughs> um, we're not done yet. There's one more. One more. Uh, an update on the. Um, they wanted to know an update when Craig was talking about is there turkey. 
for Canadian mm. Thanksgiving. And uh, Step said that the menu is pretty similar, except for there's one difference. Instead of mashed potatoes, sometime they'll go. It's I. Let's see. It is the phonetical. Poutine? Yeah, poutine is the correct. Are one. you unfamiliar with what poutine is? Yeah. No, I had never. <gasps> I had never heard of that before. But for anyone else who is like me and didn't know, it's a dish that includes French fries and cheese curds topped with brown gravy, which sounds like something I would absolutely love. I assure you, you would. Because have you had it before? Of course I have. It's okay. delicious. Of it's course. a Canadian delicacy. Well, I hadn't, so that's something that we need to do. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Look us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks to Greg Powers and Craig Way for being our guests. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow. Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.